to Modern Figures Podcast, hosted by Dr. Jeremy Waysom and Dr. Kyla McMullen, where we are elevating the voices of Black women in computing to inspire the next generation of the advanced technology workforce. This podcast exists to highlight the stories of Black women in computing, to inspire high schoolers and the young at heart, and to dispel the myths and preconceptions about Black women in computing. This podcast wouldn't be possible without our sponsors. This season is generously supported by NCWIT and CRAWP. The National Center for Women and Information Technology, or NCWIT, is a nonprofit community that convenes, equips, and unites change leader organizations to increase the influential and meaningful participation of girls and women in technology. And the Computing Research Association's Committee on Widening Participation in Computing, or CRAWP, endeavors to increase the success and participation of underrepresented groups in computing research and education at all levels. Hello, everyone. Today we have with us three special guests, as Dr. McMullen would say. (laughs) I knew you were going to say something. (laughs) (laughs) From the Computing Research Association's Widening Participation Group. And we are very, very excited because these are our homies. At least two of them we've known like for forever, forever. And the third, like, we're about to be family. So let's jump into this. Today we have Alejandra Guzman, who's a senior program associate. We have Daniela Cardenas, who is also a senior program associate. And we have Elise Oku, who is a program associate. And they all are working with the Computing Research Association to program activities related to meetings, workshops, outreach activities, and they support this committee on widening participation. I'm going to let all of them introduce themselves individually, but we are so excited to have each of you here with us today. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having us. Thank you. After months, months and months and months of us trying (laughs) to figure it out. We're doing it. We figured it out. (laughs) So, who wants to start? Let's start with Alejandra. Hi, my name is Alejandra. I am originally from East Palo Alto, California, mm-hmm. and went to college out here in the East Coast. I went to Brown for my undergrad, and I have been in the East Coast ever since. Um, an internship for a congressional office brought me to D.C., and I have found my, my way through kind of different jobs that have been focused on um, providing resources and uh you know, access to individuals who don't necessarily always have access. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where my passion lies. And I'm lucky to have found, you know, a career within that. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I am. Hi, uh, I'm Daniela. I am also, like you said, a senior program associate. I started with CRA. I actually, this week is my four years at CRA. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, thank you. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, I started on President's Day in 2018. Um, yeah, I actually, I'm from Florida as well, so you know. But rivals, shout out to Florida. Rivals, she's okay. a Seminole, though. I know, yeah, but I'm seeing like it's from the same state. Know, Everybody makes poor decisions sometimes. <laughs> really? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Um, go Gators. Go Gators. Anywho, I <laughs> I actually moved to DC for like to work at CRA, I got hired as an assistant and 
here we are. <laughs> here we are. Um, yeah, I have like the most, probably of the three of us, the most non-traditional route to this type of work. Um, it's always work that's been close to my heart and things that I've done, you know, on my own time. But um, I guess I just never had, you know, information growing up that like allowed me to imagine doing this professionally. And now that mm -hmm. I know that it's a choice, I want to do nothing else. So, yeah. Aww. That's awesome. Elise. Hello. <laughs> I am Elise Oku. I am originally from New Haven, Connecticut. I went to college at Clark Atlantic University, um, lived down there for a while, and then grad school at the University of Pittsburgh, which is where I entered this whole um, building equity and inclusion in STEM. Uh, while I was at Pitt, I worked with the minority engineering program there, uh, a pre-college program investing now. Uh, specifically with the female empowerment mission, helping mm -hmm. to expose um, high school girls to opportunities in STEM. And, you know, I found this wonderful, wonderful organization where I'd have an opportunity to continue making an impact and providing opportunities um, to help increase diversity within computer science with the Computer Research Association. And I love what I'm doing. I've, I will be here I, I will have been here for a year in April, so we are coming up on it. I know, very soon, wow. very soon. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, so. we knew there was a new person, but we didn't know, like, how new or, yeah. like, what was going on there. So that's really exciting that it's almost been a whole year. Oh, it's time yeah. just how quickly it happened. <sighs> time is very flying. Very quickly. Time is very flying. quickly. Yeah, I just, you know, when I found the the organization, it was like an opportunity to provide mentoring to others to help them, you know, learn about computer science um, and re do research and try to increase women and minorities. And I was like, that is what I'm all about. So let's go. <laughs> I love that. I, I mean, that's kind of how I found myself in the land of computer science as well, because I was okay. not trying to be there. Okay. I'm sorry, <laughs> y'all. I just wasn't. Um, <laughs> What, Kyla? No, I was like, there's no need to apologize. You know, everything isn't for everybody, but we all have our own part of this. You know, everybody's mm -hmm. support and participation is needed and doesn't have to be, oh, I'm a traditional computer scientist in this space. Yeah, you're the only one. I know, I just realized that. That just dawned <laughs> on me. About numbers. I bet that doesn't happen very often anymore. No, it really doesn't. But, you know, Teams get more collaborative. Like I am on lots of teams with people who have different majors now. So it's it's coming a little more commonplace, mm -hmm. just a little. But I wanted, before we get started, I wanted to get into uh, how we all met. Um, so we before this, we were trying to figure out where we met because it was definitely like a career fair, booth fair, expo sort of thing at a conference. Now, we think it was Sigsy. Some think it was Tapia. Some people I, I, think, <laughs> I think what it is is that I had seen and recognized you both. At, um, yeah. Oh, I think that might like, be I what think, it was. And, I, and like, I made a note of, okay, like these are folks and people that I want to make sure that we connect with and, you know, continue to, you know, 
you know, stay connected with, you know, do work with. Um, Yes. And I think that that only grew after that. Absolutely. So I think that maybe that I don't want to push everyone to agree with me (laughs) that we all met there. But it's good. Yeah, because we did not. Because I don't agree with you. Because that is not what happened. (laughs) I, yeah, I remember being like frozen solid like frigid in minnesota <laughs> and who makes a decision to have a conference in february and minneapolis yeah. i don't know program planning team i'm sorry to put y'all not out us. there not, but not their conference another, the special we interest someone, group on computer gathering. science education i'm looking at y'all don't do that to us again okay don't some of us are from florida <laughs> um yeah, yeah i mean like the wind chill was like in the minuses. Yes, yeah. it was so much. But what really like stood out, wherever it is that we met, I remember talking to Alejandra, I think Daniela was like, had just joined and it was one of the, like they were so excited about like the programs and I'm looking at it and yeah, what? It was the other way. Oh, 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 so, oh, Alejandra had just joined. Daniela mm-hmm, was there, mm-hmm. got it, got it. <laughs> You know, people confuse us all the time. One time, one of our... No, 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 but I wrote it down incorrectly. Like, I I knew who I was talking about. I just wrote it down incorrectly. I thought you had just joined. One time. Because we could even get the year straight. But uh... They both said one time at the same time. time. Which name? One time. One time someone called, like, they merged our names. And someone is talking about, like, Alejandra Cardenas is going to help you, like, figure out your life with these words. It doesn't help that, like, half the time we show up wearing the same exact outfit yeah and it's always unplanned and so yeah we we really don't help ourselves not at all not at all but i just remember meeting both of you and you had um you know you're talking about the programs that were going on and i was like wow i could have used every single one of these when i was a phd student how did i not know about this and then you all were like well don't worry we have stuff for faculty we have this we have that i was like sign me up i'm going and i went to the faculty one and i was like man if i had this type of community and support and like we send students all the time you know to the conference and i'm just like oh my gosh i wish I had this. So I thought it was super important, you know, to have you all on here. We talk about the programs all the time, you know, Mm -hmm. just, you know, with our, um, with our guests, but it's really good to just, you know, let people know what's out there because it's really easy as a computer scientist, especially being, you know, someone from a marginalized group to feel like, oh, I'm the only person doing this. I'm at University of Kansas and nobody's doing this and I have to figure this out on my own versus, oh no, people have made community for me. They've thought about, what I need to actually be successful and these like sort of online networks, even if you're not at the same school, like those were so critical for me. So mm-hmm. I'm just happy that this exists. I'm so happy y'all are here and you're supporting this and doing awesome stuff. Thank you. Thank you. That was a yeah. lot. Was no, a lot. I'm serious. It's from, it's from the heart. It's from the heart. It was. My emotions and child. I know. You guys aren't allowed just, to cry. Well, I just remember us being in that booth and cutting up. Like, oh, yes. Laughing the whole time, having a blast. Everybody wanted to be at our booth because they were jealous because we were having the most fun. Oh, kitty cat. Who else was in our booth? So it was a BPC booth, and I think yeah. it was like NC Wit and. Yeah, so oh. it was for broadening participation in computing. Oh, there was and a smaller group too. Remember, we met two other yeah. women that were there. Were there were like five different groups mm-hmm. that are related to that broadening participation in computing space with the National Science Foundation. So. Um, the was National Center for Women and Information yes, Technology. 
they're the ones who hosted the booth. And then they invited everyone else to join. And they do that pretty much every year. Right. So, you know, I obviously. I didn't do it um, the virtual years. But. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it was really great because we don't ever really communicate with each other as, like, alliances or organizations. And we're all doing really similar work. So to have the opportunity to kind of sit down and have those conversations and think about ways that we can partner was really great. I think. And then this happens, you know, like where you're sitting in your office one day and you're like, we have some money. Who should we give it to you? (laughs) (laughs) At least that's how I imagined it happening. That's what I imagined too. I think um, a lot of the work and I I will, you know, shout out to Eric here. I think Eric is always looking for ways to amplify like work that is already, you know, like rather than having to duplicate work, it's like, let's find people who are doing the work, who are, you know, impacting and reaching people and then support folks that are doing that work. So I think it's it's certainly an important aspect of what we want to do rather than creating new programs, you know, and that mm-hmm. are, are just, it's important to recognize the work that other folks are doing and supporting it. It's part of the community as well, so. Yeah, I agree. I think um, some of my memories of, you know, starting out and doing the outreach programs was a lot of times he would you know, if there wasn't a program within CREWP or CRA as a whole that fit the person, he had all this breadth of knowledge of all of these other organizations and the programs that they offer. So he's, you know, familiar with NCWIT's programs and ACM's programs and yeah, just so willing to like promote our partner organizations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and if you want to listen to Eric's story. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. He's in episode yes. 29. It's called Applying Pressure. And I was really inspired by Encanto because I had just watched it for the third time. And that's where it all came from. Just in case you're wondering how that happened. That's my favorite song from the movie. I, it's mine too. It's yeah, not it's a little triggering, but it was very, very... I feel like a lot of people who are, you know, um, creating new pathways in their lives and their families, like first gen folks mm. who are, don't really have a lot of, you know, people that they can look up to in their families, like feel like feel very connected to the song. So mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. just out here trying to figure out all the things, yeah. you know, stepping into new spaces, into new ground. Um, yeah. Trying to keep it all together. Uh-huh. All the time. Yes. I feel like it's the imposter syndrome song. (laughs) It's like all about all the pressure and like, wow. Okay. So now that we, you know, we've been talking about some of these awesome programs. So can you tell us more about what CRAWP has for people at all different levels? What types of programs you offer? Yes. Uh, just as a quick overview, we do offer programs starting at the undergrad level, going all the way to mid and, or early and mid-career. Um, so at the undergraduate level, we have two main programs that we can kind of dive into. Um, I can start with the mentoring at the Grace Hopper uh, Celebration Conference. Um, we host a GHC Research Scholars cohort. Um, so it's a smaller cohort, about 100 folks who are invited and they receive a scholarship, fly you out to the GHC conference and you get to kind of interact um, and and we kind of tailor your experience really to explore more more of the research aspect of computing and computing research. Um, 
So it's a really great way to build cohort. The way that I like to describe this program when we're at outreach activities to undergrad students is that, you know, this is kind of a really great entry point for you to meet other people who are like-minded, who are looking for opportunities that you're also looking for. Um, and you're going to, you know, open the door to an incredible network of senior women, senior um, other underrepresented researchers who are going through a similar um, trajectory as you, who have faced those challenges and will be able to support you and answer the questions that you have as you're going into this journey. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about GHC Research Scholars. Um, I can toggle it to Daniela for a little bit about Drew. Yeah, so Drew, Drew. is, yeah, Drew is the distributed research experience for undergrads. Kyla, I know you're super familiar, familiar with Drew because you have hosted a number of students over the years. So thank you for your continued support. Um, yeah, Drew is basically a research internship for undergrads. But what's really special about this program and what I think really differentiates it from other research internships or REUs out there is that students are matched not just by their research area, but by their um, like demographics and preferences. So say you are a Black woman in undergrad computer science at your institution and you don't have any Black women professors, which is a likely scenario <laughs> in computer science, Yeah, you are able to identify that as a preference in your application and be matched based on that criteria. So the opportunity to have access to senior researchers and mentors is huge. Um, additionally, if you go to a you know four-year college, or a non-PhD granting institution, you have the opportunity to go and work with PhDs in a research lab at a at a PhD granting institution and kind of figure out if that's if that's what you want to do. Because if you don't have access to those types of opportunities, you're not able to to make an informed decision on what you want to do next. So yeah, I think Drew is one of our longest standing and most successful programs. It used to be called like DMP or something mm. else a long time ago before my time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I I think it's one of my favorite programs at CRA because you can really see the impact. And a lot of times we do end up folk, having folks from Drew present their research at Grace Hopper along with the GHC research scholars that Alejandra mentioned and then go on to you know grad school and participate in future programs. I just want to mention, like I had not thought about how impactful it might be for a student who's at a institution that doesn't offer a doctoral degree because you really, I mean, there are definitely faculty who do research in those settings and they're wonderful and amazing people who do great work without the level of resources that mm -hmm. other institutions have, like research intensive institutions have, but wow, like the laboratory space alone and like the access to the materials, access to other people doing different types of research, access to graduate students who can like really tell you about their experience. Like that has to be really, really huge for a student. Yeah. And one more thing that I'll mention about Drew is that we partner with a few other organizations on this initiative. We work really closely with IMCS. We recently started a partnership with Black and AI, and we also oh, nice. partner with Access Computing, mm -hmm. which I think has really helped change the way that we envision programming at CRAWP. 
So um, they really help us support students with disabilities and make mm-hmm. sure that this program is accessible to help ensure their success throughout the REU and, you know, even pair them with mentors that have similar disabilities or are able to support them better. Mm-hmm. I love it. Tell us more. Yes. <laughs> what else? I know there's so much more that y'all do. <laughs> Well, we can kind of pivot to the graduate level. Um, At the graduate level, we offer the grad cohorts. As we were chatting earlier today, that's kind of one of our bigger programs um, that we offer for like in-person. Well, I mean, we pivoted to virtual a little bit over the pandemic. Um, So I can speak a little bit more about the grad cohort for women workshop. This tends to be in the spring. Um, Applications generally open in the fall of the prior year. Uh, So from October through November, um, we go through a selection process. If you're invited to participate, uh, it's basically a full scholarship. We fly you out to a particular location where the workshop will be taking place. We um, all expenses paid and reimbursed. Um, And basically you have a whole weekend to connect with about 25 to 30 senior women in computing. Um, and other about three, uh, about 300 between 300 and 500 other grad students who are also kind of on the similar journey mm-hmm. and we you know have a um, full agenda of different sessions that really are tailored to figuring out how to navigate this experience as a woman in computing um, so it's really great I think that this is one of the more impactful programs that we have. We hear the stories. I mean, Jeremy, you shared that amazing story of the woman who, you know, connected and was able to kind of come to this experience. And that is like one in, in many, many that we hear. Mm-hmm. I think um, Eric shared some stories too on his, on, on, on the episode that he was on. We continue to see that impact. Right. And I think the beauty of it is that once you step into the network, you connect with people, you see just how special this community is, and you are hooked. You want to give back. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you're mentoring. You want to make sure that you're coming back and you know connecting with these young women or other students and just really kind of building that community. Um, so that's core for women. I can share uh, pivot to Daniela for a, a, some more details on ideals. Um, yeah, so Grad Cohort for Ideals stands for the Grad Cohort Workshop for Inclusion, Diversity, Equity, Accessibility, and Leadership Skills. So it's a little bit of a mouthful. It's gone through <laughs> a few name changes too. Mm-hmm. You know, it started off, it was formerly known as the Grad Cohort for Underrepresented Minorities and People with Disabilities. But, you know, we try to stay up to date with the inclusive language. So we don't call it that anymore. Um, it is modeled after Grad Cohort for Women, which has been running for like 20 plus years now. So it started in 2018, actually in San Diego, which is where we will be going back next month. That would be March um, for whenever this episode comes out. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's the similar structure, similar model, but it's specifically geared towards underrepresented populations in computing research and people with disabilities. So a little bit more niche and it's a bit smaller, which I think is integral to the essence of the workshop. So yeah, that's that's Grad Cohort for Ideals. We also have on the graduate level, SWISS, which is Scholarships for Women in Cybersecurity. Hmm. And we 
Yeah, we partner with AXA on that. That's the Applied Computer Security Associates organization. Um, so these are. I haven't are... heard of that organization before. Yeah. So. Is it like a smaller like organization? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's cool. So we work with AXA to raise funds to um, provide scholarships for women studying information security. Mm-hmm. Um, the I think the criteria to be eligible is like senior year of undergrad through grad school, and so you know these are typically you know small to medium size awards. They been anywhere between you know a thousand and ten thousand dollars over there depending on the funding (laughs) so yeah i mean typically they give between eight and 15 awards per year and yeah i think you know we've also similarly to with grad cohort received some really really heartfelt um responses and you know appreciation about those awards can we just pause for a moment because i'm thinking about like all these programs Y'all flying people out. <laughs> they got hotel money. rooms. Let me tell y'all, they went to Hawaii over my birthday one year. Yes. And I was pregnant and tired and couldn't go. And I'm re- I'm still <laughs> upset. Okay? Like, still upset that I didn't make it out. But anyways, I digress. Where's this money coming from? Who pays for this? Don't ask questions. Okay. <laughs> I'm no, trying to find out. Yeah, no, I think the majority of our funding is federal funding from NSF. Um, you know, we, again, kind of singing Eric's praises. He does a lot of work around, you know, submitting a lot of proposals to fund these programs. I mean, our, our board, our board members also work really hard to ensure that, you know, the appropriate information and, you know, the details and everything is sent and submitted. Um, Particularly for the grad cohorts, we also have a lot of funding from industry. So a lot mm-hmm. of our sponsors that we generally showcase uh, on our website and event sites for those. And um, don't want to go into names or like no, 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 no. Yeah, that's but, fine. Yeah, that's but, fine. Yeah, that's... So it's like just just generally industry sponsors who want to support the mission, who are excited to diversify their teams and looking mm-hmm. for additional um, individuals to, to hire and to kind of connect with in, in these programs. So yeah, I think I would say it's a mixture of like federal funding and then some of that more like industry. Um, we have like some government sponsors as well. Um, like government labs that also kind of, you know, support some of, some of those initiatives. Additionally, I would add that some of my programs um, really benefit from these partnerships. So as I mentioned with Drew, like Access Computing, IMCS, and Black and AI continue to fund participants year after year, and we couldn't do it without their support. Um, With AXA, they raise a lot of the funds to support these scholarships for Swiss. So um, yeah, like Mm -hmm. I said, partnerships are huge. And then additionally, another program that we haven't covered yet, we'll get into it next, Um, the career mentoring workshops, which are for early and mid-career, those are largely supported by the Department of Energy as well. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Y'all getting some serious money then, because Eric, when I when I <laughs> no, but when I think about this, like you are the competing research association, mm-hmm. right? And so to have that money coming in from like the National Science Foundation means that like you are collecting data. You're looking at that, you're publishing reports, you're sharing that information out about like the successes of your programs. And I think it's important for people to know like this is computing research too, right? Like this is a space that we need people to be doing work in and you can get 
support from industry. You can get support from our government, from multiple agencies. Like it's not something that we should think of as, I don't know, optional. Yeah. Also, um, they are the clearinghouse. You know, (laughs) they are, you know, there isn't anyone who has a similar status in the field. So like literally everything and it's I love the way it's structured, like everything is funneled through here from undergrad to, you know, even further along in your actual career. So, no, it's yeah, they are the clearinghouse. If you so if you need something that is computing and you are in academia, just start here. Like this is where it starts. (laughs) Yeah. And I think a lot of the a lot of the success of these programs and like our continued support from all of these different, you know, funding sources comes from um, SERP. We would not be able to sustain this if it wasn't for SERP's continued evaluation of our programs. So yeah, hear more about SERP in episode 29. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I know there's more programs and we haven't heard from Elise. So Elise, could you please grace our listeners with your beautiful voice and share with us a little bit more about CRAWP? Sure. Only if they're going to see my wave. No. <laughs> <laughs> so the newest program um, with our committee is CS Grad for US, which is a program that supports and mentors um recipients of the National Science Foundation um, Graduate Fellowship to return to graduate school. So this group of people are coming from industry and going back um, into Ah. academia and research because we want to continue creating a diverse, um, more diverse computer scientist and pumping out wonderful research. So it's it's awesome because a lot of the people in the program um, don't really know much about the graduate school process. And so they're paired with mentors and helping them to collect their application information, um, write their personal statements, tidy up their CVs and resumes. Uh, We had different panels where they were able to speak with or where they were able to communicate with, um, you know, people who had recently graduated. And so it's just a wonderful opportunity for people who are interested in returning um, to academia and leaving industry and um, helping to increase computer research and computer science. Uh, So yeah, it's been great. This is our first cycle. I'm new. This program is new. So it's it's been a little bit wild, but we're, we're getting it done. And I have had lots of support from um, Daniela in the beginning uh, with helping to get the program off the ground. Hopefully, we will be um, widening the eligibility requirements. So we're looking to have many, many more applications um, this go round. Please look for those on the NSF website and our website um, in the upcoming months because we are we're rolling and we've got some great coaches and mentors to support our participants and just a wonderful um, group of program leaders as well. Have we, have we touched on all the things? Have we made it there? Uh, um, there's a couple others that we can mention. In the early <laughs> okay, listen, CRWP yeah, is just forever out here. Wait, let's do it all. All the resources. Similarly to the CS Grad for US, we have other programs that support individuals who are out of school 
currently either you know doing research at industry or government labs or looking to go back to school and this is specifically offered at mentoring through ghc as well so we have the research scholars which is the undergrad level um program and then our returning scholars where we host um a luncheon as well as some def uh, different like networking opportunities for you to connect with senior researchers kind of really unpack what that journey back to school looks like and what those opportunities are there so lots of mentoring at ghc um and if you don't know about ghc please grace hopper celebration conference one of the largest gathering of women in technology um, it's nuts women. how many people yes. are there like and, you know i think it's exciting that we're just CRWP has or before CRWP, CRAW was a part of putting together programs and like a series of talks that really focus on the research portion of computing of computing sciences. Um, so yes, if you're there and you're gonna be there, you know, at, at any of those conferences, please look at our website for mentoring at GHC opportunities that you know run the gamut. Um, and then I will also mention the Early Career Awards. Um, so we, CRWP offers um, two awards, the Becca Award, which is the Anita Borg Early Career Award, and the Sika Award, the Skip Ellis Early Career Award. These awards are for individuals who are um, in academia or industry that are early career um, and are looking to be, if you're looking to nominate someone who you know want, you want to recognize for their contributions to research, but also in providing opportunities of mentoring and, you know, opening those road, those road, those roads for individuals to participate um, and kind of share resources. Um, it is a really great way to, to highlight those folks in, in your um, universities or at your companies. Um, so yeah, I'll pass it on to Daniela for some CMW good, goodness. Yeah. So the career mentoring workshops that uh, we run at CREWP is an early and mid career mentoring workshop. It's important to emphasize that this is a different career mentoring workshop from the one CRA runs every other year in February. So ours is usually in the fall, every other year as well. Um, this one, you know, in line with our other programs for our committee, focus primarily on women and now, you know, uh, underrepresented populations in computing research, as well as people with disabilities. Mm -hmm. And so similar to grad cohort, you know, it's a workshop that's split three tracks for early and then mid career, but then also has like a industry government lab split as well. Yeah. And, um, and then within that early track, we like try to break it up into postdocs versus early. And uh, yeah, it's, I think it's a great opportunity for, once people are in the workforce to start building their network and asking, you know, they learn about managing down, managing up, which I think are really important skills. Um, yeah. So overall, just kind of guiding them through the transition between academic life as a student versus life after you graduate. Let's pause for a moment. Let's, let's pause for a moment. There are three of you. It, is this it? Mm -hmm. There's three yeah. of you. And y'all are running one, two, three, four. <laughs> so far, we've talked about like seven programs. There's a lot. A lot. There's a lot. Yeah. I will say um, <laughs> we have CRAWP has a board, and that board is fully volunteer board. Mm. So they handle the content related portions of the programs. 
and okay. these efforts would not be possible without their continued time and support yeah. so we handle the logistics the and everything but they handle really the content so yeah shout out to them. i would also quick shout out to cra wide staff who also you know we have individuals that we lean on um, at the cra level like just overall who mm -hmm, mm -hmm. provide support for like the bigger programs that we do put together and run um so you know it's certainly like yes the core is like just the three of us and right. of course eric um but you know, we certainly get the support and additional hands and voices. It's definitely a collaborative effort, which is what makes CRA special. So all hands on deck. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. A lot of work, about but it's very rewarding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine trying to get all that done and there being three people. And then there were previously just two of you before yeah. last year. So. At least it's new, like yes. what? I don't know how y'all lived, but yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Me too. I'm I proud am. of us too. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us. I think I'm super excited because when I joined last year, um, we the conferences, the workshops were happening virtually. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I'm on the back end of everything. Um, but this year we're in person. So I just can't wait to just be on the ground running um, and seeing everything like come to life that we've been planning over these mm -hmm. past couple of months. So it's extremely so exciting. You're going to be attending like grad cohort yes, events yes. and going to conferences and like standing at a booth and maybe hanging out with people who are awesome like Kyla and I. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So I, I just, you know, from that moment at Sigsy at Sigsy. Um Grace <laughs> I just like it was like instant chemistry for us. Like every time we saw each other after that, it was like, oh, these are my conference besties. And then it was, oh, y'all have to come to this. And then it was like I got an email out of the blue and it was from Alejandra and she's like can we just talk about modern figures? And I'm like, of course. Like, of course we can just talk about modern figures. But then what happened next was just, like, mind-boggling for, for both of us. I think Kyla and I both were just like, wait, what? Y'all like, want to what? Jaw drop. <laughs> so Ollie's like, I, we have money. And whenever somebody says, like, we have money, <laughs> I'm always just like, oh my gosh, it's this is happening, something's it's happening. happening. <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, we wanna we wanna support the podcast. Like we had some conversations and we think it just makes sense. So I would love to know, like, on your end, why us and like how this came to be? Because I mean, I'm here for it. I love it, but Same. there has to be more to the story. <laughs> Yeah, so um starting Wait, Daniela Daniela is talking, so I just want everyone to know this is not Alejandra. <laughs> well, this I is Daniela. I can jump in here really quickly and I think I iterated about this a little bit earlier. And now that's Alejandra. Talking. This is Alejandra. <laughs> I, you know, I think a lot of it comes from uh, our desire and an effort to again want to support initiatives that are already happening. You know, this takes a lot of effort and a lot of work to 
um, kind of create the infrastructure to like create your own following and a reach. Um, so I think that a lot of it comes from a desire to wanting to support individuals who are already doing the work, right? That is part of the community. That is part of the work that we do that is inherent to kind of reaching more people and, and impacting their lives. So I think inherently is certainly a part of, of that desire. Um, Daniela, you can kind of speak a little bit more to kind of like the terms and, and how it kind of, you know, came and, and how that funding was available. Yeah, so that funding came from the National Science Foundation. Um, it surfaced out of a grant that we had for a limited uh, town hall series, a virtual town hall series that we did. And um, there was some additional funding at the end of it. And, you know, we, they wanted to make sure the funds were well used and, you know, we couldn't find a better program to, to support. Yeah. Well, and Aww. I think it's like, just, I cannot speak enough about how spaces like this are so important and need to be highlighted and need to be like just continue to be broadened in the reach right i think we speak about often about just the impact that we have at the individual level but you know wanting mm -hmm. to expand that as much as possible and and reach as many people as mm -hmm. possible i often think about the 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 students who are out there struggling you know and just have just need a lifeline like all you need is mm -hmm. a lifeline all you need is to connect to someone who has attended the workshop and it changed their lives and they're like you know what you need to apply to this for next year um so i think it's certainly a matter of just changing people's lives and supporting them as much as we can in, in a journey that can be difficult. It can be challenging in a, in a space that wasn't necessarily built for them. Um, and, you know, just trying to create those resources and opportunities for connection. Yeah, I think yeah. it's really incredible that, you know, you all, this podcast, you're helping, uh, you know, people to be able to find their people and find their community um, while navigating through graduate school, while navigating as, you know, women of color in computer science and, you know, the opportunity to be able to learn about programs um, such as the ones that we run and all of the others that are taking place as well. Um, this platform is just helping to elevate those voices and helping people to build community, which, you know, in turn results in success. So, yeah, I, I think just, sometimes people underestimate the value of non-technical mentoring yep. and how like mm. essential that is to people's like success and survival. Um, and I love how you don't have to be a computer scientist to enjoy this podcast. You don't have to be a technical person to understand what is discussed in the episodes and how widely relatable it is. Right. Yeah, we hear those stories a lot from listeners or it's like I didn't even know this career path existed and I wouldn't have known I'm not going to a workshop on it you know like if I just see the name or something like that like I'm not going to go listen to somebody talk about that but to kind of hear organically come up in a conversation and learn about um you know what someone does like we just had someone in this season earlier on talk about like urban planning and we got a text message from one of our friends who've been on the podcast saying like, you're making an impact because people are listening. They're hearing about careers. They're hearing about opportunities. They're hearing about resources and they're taking advantage of them. 
for us, that's like all we ever dreamed of happening with this work. Like, yeah, it's the sole purpose of why we went ahead and pursued this opportunity. And without the support of organizations like NCWET and CRAWP, we can't be here. Yeah. Cause this take it's it's expensive, okay? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's time intensive, but also like you know, I'm not editing this podcast. Right, right. Kyla could edit the podcast, but that's not her job. Well, you have you two know, podcasts like, now, right? You have two podcasts. <laughs> we did. We're back down to one. Now. We 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 broke up, oh. and it was it was fine. It was, it was a mutual. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them. It I think they're sunset-ish. amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's been a really popular word. Like, yes, in that's the word of the week. Sunset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We can edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I love that it's like all of our hearts to kind of do this work right. yeah. and provide these pathways that otherwise, you know, wouldn't exist. And it, it's stuff like for people like Kyla and I who – you know, our career trajectory was going to be in engineering and computer science, like no matter what, but it's stuff that like, man, if I would have had access to listen to somebody talk about like, this is how you navigate this process or yes. not every single person had the same route or how integral mentoring is to success yes. and, or whatever, like it just would have built so much more confidence in me to be mm-hmm. pursuing these opportunities. Like it just, anyways, I'm jealous. <laughs> I think too, the other part that you all definitely aid in is like, you know, we've seen so many times like with our guests and anyone we talk to, um, two really big themes usually come up. One is community. And then mm-hmm. the second is having somebody like at a pivotal moment who, if you didn't know what you were going to go into, who said, hey, apply for this, go to this, meet this person, talk to this person. And I think, you know, through you all supporting us, number one, you have those touch points where people can get community. And two, I think we're able to be that for so many people, but on a large scale where we can say, hey, go to the workshop. <laughs> apply to this you know it's not just these one and done kind of things where one mentor talks to one person you know we can broadly broadly spread what's going on across the nation so you know we're definitely really grateful for that because like literally that's my story I had people who would say hey go do this mm-hmm. go do that like I was always smart I was always you know someone who applied themselves but you know always. my parents didn't know what to tell me you know, I, I cosplayed as a person who had this together, <laughs> but, but like, you know, I was always like, I was always smart. I would say that. And I knew I wanted to be successful, but I had people at pivotal moments, you know, tell me, okay, you need to go to grad school. Okay. You need to write this personal statement. Okay. You mm-hmm. need to have internships. So, you mm-hmm. know, I think having that information for people who might not even have access to that kind of mentorship is just amazing. And like the programs, the podcast, like it all I see is like a, a synergistic effort in that direction we are family like a giant tree i feel like you're the perfect person to talk about this kyla because you were a first and an only for a long time um so i think you know that yeah still alone yeah yeah, oh, she ain't alone no more. No, but. not alone. But I'm just saying, like the first from Michigan. She was still. the first mm-hmm. from Michigan, and you're still the only so far, right? I think yeah. next year is not going to be that case, but I hope so. When did yeah, you I graduate? Need to... 
Let's not talk about it. Right. It was a what? Allison, edit that out. <laughs> well, but I think it only showcases, right, the need for these resources yeah. in these communities. The significant the need. Exactly. It's serious um, yeah. here. Yeah, because when I heard about the programs, like I literally went into my grad school self and was like, oh, this is what I needed. This is who I needed to talk to, you know, but I did have community. You know, there wasn't that mm -hmm. I didn't have community, but you who I'm an extrovert. I can always use That's more community. True. I can always have different perspectives, knowing just different people across the nation, um, you know, because, for example, Juan had a conference that he would put on. And that's how I really got a lot of the encouragement that I needed just to go through my program. But if I had even more, you know, because there were times where I was thinking about leaving and just what to do and just having multiple perspectives like would have been just amazing. But I helped to tell students, hey, you need to go to this, apply to this. I don't know what you're doing right now, but I know you're about to send this application. So yeah. Are you talking yeah. about NSBC? No, I'm no. talking about um, for grad like, cohort. I'm always like telling students. Oh, for NSBC. No, this was, um, it was called um, ARCS, ARCS, and it was African American Researchers in Computer Science, but NSBC did uh, form out of that exact gotcha. same structure. So different grant, same structure, different name. <laughs> but yeah, it was something where he convened lots of computer science, um, PhDs, academics, you know, all over just to meet each other. Most it was very grad student heavy and a lot of mm -hmm. us didn't know each other. And he had a lab of like 20 black PhD students in computer That's science. Incredible. So, it was incredible and just going even just to their lab space just being like wow y'all just sit in here and be coding okay this is encouraging <laughs> like i don't know what it because i had never seen anything like that and i'm like wow all y'all are, are in here at this one university studying with this one black man who decided that he was going to double down on this you know diversity effort and it was just so inspiring so and i kept in touch with a lot of his uh you know they're still friends and colleagues to this day you know so, yeah. And that's my story, too, just in case y'all are like, <laughs> oh, Jeremy, do you have any connection to the situation? Yeah, like, how many, how, many years, how many years later was this? Like, it had to be like a decade later. Almost it's happening decade. to me. Yeah, right. And like, yeah. <laughs> you know, there his lab moves to the University of Florida and I'm one of two in my department and granted this is civil engineering but like Kyla I'm also an extrovert and I love us so when I was invited to his lab I was like I don't want to go but fine and then you go and it's just like have I walked into an alternate universe like <laughs> what is going on here and it's like oh you're a black person and you're a black person and you're also a black person and like oh you're a person who's not traditionally seen in computer science like that was his entire lab in Gainesville yeah. Florida in yep. Gainesville wow. Florida but first at Auburn Alabama right and then in Clemson South Carolina Ooh. so all of these places where you would not see tough, this tough places tough tough. <laughs> right. tough places but I just like it just seeing us have these opportunities and like being successful and watching people graduate and like go on to work in industry go on to take tenure track faculty positions at like research one institution so like the major research universities across the country like to see that happening because of someone's impact is huge but yeah. like 
we don't have those spaces necessarily where we can see that. And we wanted to create that space where we could at least hear it. Right. And so that's, that's our goal. It's like, we can't, we don't have one Gilbert money, but (laughs) we do have our voices and we have the ability to create a space for people and, you all helped us do that. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Yes. You are welcome. Yes. 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 <laughs> I have a good question actually, for you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Kyle. I was going to say, I had a quick brag just to show like the impact of the programs from, you know, undergrad to grad. I don't know if you all know Chris Crawford. Yeah. Um, and this, these stories tie together. So he did Drew, mm-hmm. which was the undergrad experience. He did um, grad cohort. He worked with Juan at the University of Florida. So now he is, you know, tenure track assistant professor at University of Alabama. He won the career award from NSF last year. He so, also um, mentored in Drew. Yes, he mentored in Drew. That's right. So this just shows that literally bringing somebody in on the undergraduate level, you have no idea what their trajectory will be and how they'll be able to like create more people like themselves to be an inspiration Mm -hmm. to give back like he's literally the like the poster child for Mm -hmm. why these interventions work so Mm -hmm. shout out to chris was i on his committee i don't remember i think i was was on like half of everybody's committees i don't think i was on chris's committee we'll figure it out it's okay i think you know let's just like kind of paint this whole picture. So you've got stuff that you do for undergraduate students, a lot of stuff that you do at the graduate student level. You even focus on people who are choosing to do work in computing in academia and in industry with the government. What's next? Like, where do you see CRAWP maybe in the next like decade? What are you accomplishing? Who are you reaching? So our goal is to continue reaching, making sure that our programs are reaching diverse audiences, right? And so um, we will have future collaborations with minority serving institutions. um, Mm -hmm. So HSIs and HBCUs, as well as reaching out to um, our community colleges, right? Because I feel like that is one place where CRAWP can definitely um, you know, where we have some improving to do there, right? And so I'm currently working with one of our newest board members, Russ Joseph, and we will be uh, trying to bring leaders from different computer science um, programs at HBCUs to our conference um, this summer, Snowbird, uh, which is, you know, mm, right around the yeah. corner in July, right? And so it's all about relationship building and ensuring that you know they know who we are and they know what we're what we have to offer to their students um and they can benefit their students can benefit from it the mentoring i mean as daniela mentioned before like our evaluation team has done a great job of like showing the impact and like the importance like these programs are necessary they're needed um, Mm -hmm. and they're making a great impact um, for students across the country and so that's where that's where we're headed I love that so much. Community colleges are just, they're incredible. They do so much in terms of like helping prepare students for universities, for colleges, but like also just like training our workforce. And I love that you're thinking about like, where are the gaps? Where are we missing people? And 
that is a huge gap, I think, in a lot of the work that we do in broadening participation because there's so many students who want to pursue computing degrees that come from that pathway. Exactly. So I definitely foresee, you know, some type of bridge program and, you know, um, with the community colleges and helping them to be able to attend some of our um, our programs for undergraduate students. Um, and then who knows, uh, possibly yeah. going on to be able to do grad cohorts in the programs for graduate students. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's what we want to do. Make sure that we're reaching as many um, people as we can to just you know, continue to help increase diversity in computer computer science research. That's a good point. I think it really speaks to your mission because, you know, about widening the participation, not just in terms of like ethnic widening, but also preparation and, you know, how you can, it also speaks to the point that we try to emphasize where there is no one path. So, Mm -hmm. you know, someone doesn't have to feel like, oh, I had to go to a research one university, had to have a PhD program at my school, you know, had to have all of these things set up. Like if you came from a vastly different background, there's still a path for you. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah, I mean, just highlighting like the non-traditional pathways to be able to get into computer science and, and research and, you know, everyone, not everyone is coming from an R1 school or not everyone is having exposure to research. And so we want to make sure that we are providing something for those individuals as well um, to help prepare them for, um, you know, academia and the professorate and all of that. Yes. (laughs) This is great. This is so, I'm so glad that we finally figured this out. Oh my goodness. And um, I'm looking forward to my future adventures to (laughs) (laughs) all of the meetings. Kyla, I know will be there because, you know, she's actually a computer scientist, but listen, I would like to be there too. Okay. We want you you both there. Yes. Yes. We want you both. both. It's all inclusive. Yes. How do we connect our listeners with you? What's the best way for them to find you on the internet? So I would say Twitter, which is, I think, at CRAWP. Is that it? It's underscore. There's an underscore. underscore W-P. Oh, there you go. I was like, so CRA <laughs> underscore WP. And I think our website is a breath of knowledge, really. Um, it's CRA.org backslash CRA-WP backslash. Better get that double backslash. Y'all better read the episode notes. It'll be there. Don't worry about it. I mean, CRA.org is a great place to start. You will Mm -hmm. find us under committees. You will find our website. Um, Mm -hmm. CRAWP. Yes. Um, And it's, yeah, I think I encourage folks. Our website is great. We have lots of information there. Um, All of our programs are outlined, you know, per per level of where you are, whether you're an undergrad, at the graduate level, if you're early to mid-career. Lots of info, lots of resources. Mm-hmm. And they will be resources. Dig in. Yeah. They'll be and linked in the show notes. if you find yourself at any of these conferences, look for us in our sponsor booths. We try to do as much outreach as we can. So always feel free to stop by and chat with us. As always, you can find us on our website, modernfigurespodcast.com. 
Send your questions to ask us at modernfigurespodcast.com. And follow us on Twitter. Kyla is at Dr. Underscore Kyla, and I am at Jeremy Waysom. Visit modernfiguresinc.com to learn more about our nonprofit organization aimed at promoting and engaging with women and girls interested in science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and of course, computing. Until next time, stay moisturized, hydrated, mind your business, and protect your peace.